it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. A man who is not warning about the dire prospect of a terror threat at our southern border. No! The people in charge of protecting us. Now running out to the nearest microphone they can find and saying, yeah, we're real concerned about the border. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Never has it been more apparent than this very moment we find ourselves in. 888-788-9910. We'll break it all down. We're going to sort it out. James Comer. James Comer is going to be here. He is, of course, leading the investigation into the Biden family. Yesterday, he uncovered uh, direct evidence of money flowing from China to Joe Biden. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. I don't know that it's going to make headlines uh, with all that's going on in the world. Uh, But Comer will take us right through the money trail. Uh, We're also going to talk with Kevin Walling. Kevin Walling worked on Joe Biden's 2020 campaign. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Stop it. Walling's a great guy. Uh, Agree or disagree, you're all welcome. 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show today and every day. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. Uh, All we ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Wednesday. If you watched Gutfeld last night, thank you. That was great. Uh, I put on a fabulous leopard print coat. (laughs) Whatever. I thought it looked good. But uh, (laughs) clips from the show are on the Fox Across America website. Uh, You can go to the Fox Across America Facebook page as well. Just as a reminder, uh, that Fox Across America Facebook page is the only one I will ever message you from. Okay, there are imposter accounts out there. We have reported them to Fox Information Security. We keep having this again and again. People are popping up doing impersonation pages. Somebody did a Jenny Fela impersonation page on Instagram, and the whole thing is a scam. But if you go to Fox Across America, that's the Facebook page that I'm on. That's where I do my direct messaging. Do ignore anything else you say. Uh, I'm telling you because I care. Uh, But as we begin the show today, as we get underway... Uh, More chaos. Christopher Wray testifying yesterday about the situation at the border, about the oversight in this country right now when it comes to protecting us from terror attacks. And I've got to say that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Let me tell you, man, I think the biggest problem, if I was going to oversimplify what's happening on the world stage right now, is America's being run by substitute teachers. The kind of substitute teachers that don't command respect from the students, that don't have any control of the classroom. Okay, you've all had that one sub that within a minute of him walking into the classroom and addressing the class, everybody was like, oh, we are going to do whatever the hell we want with this guy. I'm not even kidding. I I had subs in ninth grade where you know people were drinking beer in the classroom. I'm not even kidding. 
People were hooking up behind a bookcase in my ninth grade class. I'm not even making this up. I love it when you talk dirty. All kinds of wrestling and dope. I mean, I've seen things. And the point is, when you have a substitute teacher who does not command the respect of the students, it becomes a lawless region. And what's essentially happened in the world is America is currently being run by substitute teachers who don't have the respect of the classroom. Ergo, all the bad kids around the globe are acting up. This could be a problem. It's a big problem. Okay, when you hear Christopher Ray saying we're in a dangerous period, you understand that's a period that was created by our own ineptitude. Okay, we had illegal border crossings down. We didn't have Russia in Ukraine. We didn't have China encircling Taiwan. We didn't have Hamas paragliding into Israel. None of this was under control under the previous teacher at the front of the classroom. We get a new teacher, and now it is a completely lawless planet because evil doers sense weakness, and away they go. Here's Christopher Ray breaking it down as he sees it. This is the guy in charge of the FBI. Okay, clip one. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations uh, directing an attack uh, in the United States. We haven't seen evidence that it's actually happening yet, but what we have seen is, and I listed them off in my opening remarks, one terrorist organization after another calling for attacks. Uh, and so we should we, wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terrorist cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not... We're not tracking that, but uh, again, I come point back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real, um, and it's something that we have concerns about. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Really think about that. Here's the key question, okay? Forget invoicing concern because they are concerned every day. There are people from all over the world who want to attack us. We learned that September 11th. That was the wake-up call. But when you hear the question, okay, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terrorist cells affiliated with foreign groups operating in the United States, he says, well, we're not tracking that. I, we're not tracking that. Yo, are you kidding me? We're not tracking that. Hey, FBI guy in charge of protecting the country, can you tell us if we have foreign terrorist or terrorist cells in our country. We're not tracking that was the answer. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. And he means it when he says it. They're not tracking that. You know what they're tracking? Parents who show up at school board meetings and get a little loud after their daughters get raped by a transgender student in a co-ed bathroom. Oh, they have plenty of tracking on that. Merrick Garland designated them domestic terror threats. Remember that? How about people that are going to jail because they were a half a mile outside the Capitol on January 6th? How about people going to jail for 20 years because they walked around the Capitol? Again, don't break into the Capitol. I'm not telling you January 6th was okay. But is it not a little curious that we've devoted all of this time to the politics of arresting Trump supporters and Trump himself? 
yet we're being told by the folks that would be in charge of that as well as protecting the homeland. No, no, we're not even tracking terror groups right now. We have not. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. I mean, how could they? Like, these are clowns. These are substitute teachers. These are people who are at the front of the classroom that nobody has any respect for. Okay, Secretary Mayorkas, he spoke yesterday as well, and he talked about the idea that we have 600,000, more than 600,000 gotaways. This is clip eight. How many gotaways did CBP record in fiscal year 2023? I believe, um, Senator, that number is over 600,000, and as I'm sure you are well aware, uh, the the phenomenon of gotaways is something that uh, has been a challenge uh, for the Department of Homeland Security for decades. Oh, good goodness. Are you ki- Don't you have any respect for yourself? You see how he spun the politics away from this administration? But that's why we're being taken advantage of. Okay, one, we have people at the front of the classroom the students don't respect, bad kids are acting up. Two is they're so brazenly political. Everything they do is an exercise in self-preservation for Democratic leadership. When you hear my orcas say, uh, it's always something that's been a challenge for the Department of Homeland Security for decades. Fair, okay? God always, yes, fair, but why is he invoking decades? Because he wants to make you think of other administrations besides this one. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. But let's take his advice. Let's think of other administrations besides this one. Did we ever have 600,000 known gotaways under any other administration besides this one? The answer would be no. Dude, we have 8 million people in this country right now. 8 million. That came in here under bogus asylum-seeking laws, none of whom get deported. Okay, maybe it's one or two, but you know who doesn't know the answer to that? The officials who testified on behalf of the Department of Homeland Security yesterday. Here is Senator John Kennedy asking DHS officials if they know how many people have crossed the southern border since Biden took over. Clip nine. Since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum. Thank you, Senator. Um, HSI as an investigative agency is... Uh, how, how, do you know the number? No, Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. Try 8 million. Now, of that 8 million, how many were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number, Senator. You don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? Let's assume half. Okay. Eight million is four Nebraskas. That was embarrassing. Okay, so this is a senior member of Homeland Security. You know, Homeland Security, they defend the nation. Okay, they were founded in the aftermath of 9-11. Senior members. Okay, not a guy who go gets coffee. You know, not the guy who runs the social media account. Not the guy who funnels the hush money to the mistress under the table. Hubba, hubba. Okay, we're talking about a senior member. This is a guy with a seat at the table who is an integral part of the decision-making process. He's asked, do you know how many people have crossed the southern border? He says, no. Get him out of here. Get him out. Just resign. How can you not be appraised of the situation given the dire threat we're facing right now? For Nebraskas, that's the math. The state of Nebraska, 8 million people, okay, have come across the southern border. The state of Nebraska has 2 million people living in it. We've had four Nebraskas 
across the southern border. That is incredible. When you multiply the population of Nebraska by four and they still don't have a good football team right now. What the hell did you just say? Uh, you'll turn it around, Cornhuskers. Don't worry. Wrong. Anyway, here's the rest of John Kennedy's Q&A. And this is insane. Clip 10. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. How many of, the, how many of those eight million people are still here? Do any of you know? Okay. Um, how, many, how many of those 8 million are claiming asylum? You don't know? How many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing? Nobody knows? How many of them claim asylum, don't show up for the hearing, and President Biden has deported them? You don't know? How many of them have claimed asylum, shown up for their asylum hearing, and been denied asylum and been deported? You don't know. Huh. I'm surrounded by idiots. God, I hope you're listening and you understand. Like, I'm not making a Republican point here. This is an American point. It doesn't matter how you vote. These are the people in charge of protecting the country. And they're flat out telling us, They don't know. We don't know how many people across the border, but we know it's eight million. I mean, he knows the answer. We have that data available to us. Okay, we know the percentage of people being deported, asylum seeking people. Ninety nine percent of asylum cases are being granted, which is why so many people are coming. One, they're getting in. Two, they're not getting sent back. Okay, we abandoned the policies that had secured our border. We had something called remain in Mexico. And what that meant is if you showed up at our border and got captured by Border Patrol, you know, you got taken into custody anyway. And like throw a net over you like, no, but if you got taken into custody, okay, you were then forced to remain in Mexico until your case, your asylum case was granted or denied. You'd either come into the country at that point or you'd go back to where you came from because this is illegal. Okay, we are a country founded on immigration. So don't think I'm sitting here telling you I have no empathy or no appreciation for integration, what it's done for our country. But at a time when everybody from around the world is trying to attack us now, so more than ever, we need people who want to come here legally. And if they are going to come illegally, we need deterrence. Remain in Mexico was one of them because it meant they weren't guaranteed passage into the country, whether their asylum case was granted or not. Okay, Title 42, another thing the Biden administration fought against in court. The barbed wire they're erecting in Texas right now because they can't get a wall built fast enough. Another thing the Biden administration has cut in the past and is currently fighting against in court. They are objectly, okay, out there completely abandoning their obligation to protect the southern border. That's what they're doing. And then the expert witnesses they trot out to testify on behalf of the administration can't even answer the questions they're being asked. Do you remember when Biden won the election and he was finally, you know, acknowledged by most people as president? Wrong. But I'm just saying this is what we were told by the media. Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It it seems as though we have a, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, There is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, 
and it's glorious. The media is a bunch of losers. Seriously, the adults are back in the room. How about maybe, I don't know, they open up a book, start reading about how to defend this country. I think he's got a point. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. It is Wednesday. The world is on fire. We are roasting some radio marshmallows, trying to hold this country together, because it is just an absolute mess out there, okay? One of the clips that I wanted to play for you earlier is also from the Christopher Ray testimony, and it really tells you everything you need to know about where we find ourselves in this moment, okay? This is clip 11. The reality is that the Jewish community is uniquely, uniquely targeted by pretty much every terrorist organization across the spectrum. And when you look at a a group that makes up 2.4% roughly of the American population, it should be jarring to everyone that that same population accounts for something like 60% of all religious-based hate crimes. Uh, And so they need our help. Okay, so listen, though, what you need to understand about how derelict this administration is in its obligation to protect us, he's flat out telling you the Jewish community is uniquely, uniquely targeted by pretty much every terror organization across the spectrum. That's the Jewish community. You know who's standing up for the Jewish community? We are. You know what that means? That means like the Jewish community, we're targeted, too. Bingo. But understand, right now as we speak, they are letting people cross the southern border. Do you, like, it, no sense. This no sense. If you have an arson problem, you don't hand out matches and gasoline. Okay, but that's exactly what we're doing. When you hear 600,000 known gotaways, you're hearing, yeah, you know, we have no control. We have no ideas in the country. We have no idea what they want to do. Well, we know what they want to do. They all want to blow up Israel, and we support Israel, so a lot of them want to blow up us. Okay, the point is the government is not doing its job, its obligation to protect you. It is not fulfilling that obligation, the one you send all your tax dollars for. I'm telling you, we might have to start, I don't know, maybe organizing some type of slow roll on the tax payments. We'll discuss it next. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It's Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Another one I want to play from Christopher Ray real quick, and then we will move on. It's hard right now. It is. It's a really hard time to be. 
because you've got all of these horrific atrocities happening on the other side of the world. You've got the possibility that some of them could replicate themselves here. I only know that because the head of the FBI testified to a, that very thing yesterday. And the reason it's so difficult is because in one end they're like, yeah, well, you know, people want to blow us up here and we're trying to keep an eye on it, but we're not watching all of it. I mean, that was the testimony. I played it for you. There's this other reality, okay, that these guys ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, the earliest we're going to have an election is November of next year. And even so, that would leave them December and, you know, the other half of November to be in charge of the country at a time where I've got to tell you, Biden said he was going to restore our good standing in the world. Not even close. Yo, we are a laughing stock right now. We're being run by the substitute teachers who have no control of the classroom. I can, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I was watching John Kirby yesterday at his press conference. I watched Corrine Jean-Pierre at her press conference. I watched Kamala on 60 Minutes. You know, if you did you if you saw any of that video, Mike. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! Forget the answers about Biden being very, very much alive. I got to be honest, I I don't doubt that he's alive, but I think very much alive is a bit of an overstatement uh, when you look out at Joe Biden on a day-to-day basis. I am am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental, my physical as well as my mental fitness. (laughs) It's scary. Okay, even scarier is when they asked Kamala to be on 60 Minutes, she asked them how long the show was. Not good. Okay, but here is Christopher Ray, as dopey as any of them. Another substitute teacher with no control. Clip three. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, We also cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or another foreign terrorist organization may exploit the current conflict to conduct attacks here on our own soil. I got a bad feeling about this. Okay, understand that. Okay, Hamas, other foreign terrorist organizations may exploit the current conflict to conduct attacks here on their own soil. Okay, anybody who thinks... Anyone is renouncing a scintilla of gun rights in this country. It's completely out of their minds. That's true. That is true. They're not protecting us. Like, they let 8 million people cross the border. I just played you Mayorkas testifying to the fact that there's 600,000 people doesn't even know where they are. No idea. They just came in. No idea. Christopher Ray asked, are you concerned that individual foreign terrorists or terrorist cells could be operating in the U.S. Well, we're not tracking that, he said. We're not tracking that. Dude, again, you've got to be kidding me. We're not tracking that? What is the point of you even being in existence? Now we're not tracking terrorists, terrorist cells. Come on. What year is this? That's so out of, that's, come on, it's out of style, tracking terrorist cells. What do you think we are here? I mean, it's crazy, but they're admitting to it. People on the other side of the world, like, laughing at us right now, like straight laughing at us. They've never seen incompetence on this level. 
But the point is, okay, I am obviously never calling for violence, but your right to self-defense has never been more paramount than it is in this moment, okay? Protect yourself. The government is not protecting you. They're not protecting you. They're openly admitting when they let this many people into the country, they're not protecting you. When they say, oh, we're not even tracking terrorist cells in the country. No. What? Now, on some level, I want to believe they are, and he might be naive. But either way you slice it, we're paying taxes so they protect you. So roads get built. So schools are opened. Okay, so order is maintained. That's what the government is there to do. That's it. That's all they're there to do. Yes, we have a social safety net for those who can't provide for themselves. But what is the gov- this government doing? It's putting more able-bodied people onto the dole than any generation in our lifetime. Okay, and not because there aren't jobs out there. Granted, inflation is rising at a much greater rate than wage growth. But the point is, we have taken this country and reconfigured it to where most of it are a bunch of entitled takers complaining while the rest of us, the makers, go to work every day, pay taxes, and subsidize all the garbage that's happening in Washington. Thanks, big government weenuses. This is crazy. Let me give you a little more. Okay. Here's Ray and Mayorkas on whether terror threats have elevated under Biden. Here's the answer, yes, but clip five. Do you believe, uh, is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. The threats are very different uh, today uh, than they were Uh, a number of years ago. They were very different today than they were three weeks ago, and our capabilities are far more advanced given the investments in our people, technology, and other resources. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. Okay, I don't doubt the men and women who throw in a uniform are more capable, okay, because the people who truly enlist to protect this country genuinely care and are great people capable of just about anything. But we've taken our border patrol and we've turned it into an HR department. It's human resources now. The people who used to you know, patrol the southern border are now doing paperwork all day. It's like a DMV for unlicensed drivers because these people aren't in the country legally. That's most of what's going on at the southern border. So when you hear, you know, Ray and Mayorkas, yeah, well, the threats have changed, but we're better prepared. That is a lie. If we're better prepared, 8 million people aren't walking across the border. 600,000 people haven't gotten away. Okay, but that's very much the reality of what we're dealing with right now. There is a, a historic level of incompetence running this country. And every one of them, you look at Mayorkas, okay, look at Mayorkas, little bald Mayorkas, okay? Tell me if he was standing in front of an 11th grade classroom, he could get the respect of those students. <laughs> Look at Ray. He runs the FBI. Are you telling me they wouldn't muss Christopher Ray's hair if he walked into a classroom? Are you kidding me? They'd trash him. They'd make fun of him. Okay, and Kirby always looks bewildered. Like, we're being run by a bunch of subs who need to push out a VCR on wheels, a VCR and a TV, and put on a movie. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay, show the tail. Just distract distract the terrorists. Most of these guys are attracted to animals. Put on 50 shades of hay. Okay, seriously. Anything that'll get their eye off the ball of attacking us because we're not playing any defense. It's crazy. Let me give you a little more. Let's laugh about this, okay? 
Nikki Haley, she's on our show last week. She's on Hannity last night. I'm supposed to be on Hannity tomorrow, a uh, live episode of Hannity. He's doing a town hall in D.C. tonight. Uh, I was supposed to do a live Hannity tomorrow, obviously news permitting. If there's some horrific atrocity, they're not going to have me juggling and doing card tricks at the end of Hannity. Uh, they're going to be covering whatever you know grave occurrence has transpired now. But here is Nikki Haley on Hannity last night talking about the protesters in this country. And this is why it's such a problem, okay, is there's an apathy in this country now. And what it's allowing to happen is something unfathomable in the aftermath of 9-11. When America got attacked after 9-11, the world had our back. And obviously everyone in America said, hey, we got to, you know, this is unacceptable. We've got to get back on our feet. We've got to go make sure this doesn't happen again. Okay, there was nobody openly walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, 100,000 people, saying it was our fault. Okay, but that's what they're doing to Israel right now. Israel has suffered an attack, okay, population-wise, that's bigger than 9-11 was in our country. And you understand half the world is like, ah, whatever. The United, the United Nations, those anti-Semite dirtbags, they don't support Israel. They're like, well, it's kind of their fault, you know. You know, we, we speak identity politics here. Don't forget, uh, the oppressors, colonizers, stuff like that. And they throw out language like that. And the hot topic protesters, most of the people protesting on behalf of Palestine are idiots. They're the people who supported defunding the police. It's one of the biggest challenges we face is social media has reconfigured our society to cater to the people that scream the loudest. But the people who scream the loudest are usually really, really stupid. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, and these really stupid people who three summers ago had hate has no home here stickers on their front lawns, on their apartment doors, coexist stickers on the back of their cars. Those are the same people chanting death to the Jews now from the river to the sea. Okay, the same people, the hate has no home people, okay, are now making hate their home. Okay, that's what they're doing. Why? Not because they know what they're talking about. Yes, we have a raging anti-Semitism problem in this country. But the vast majority of the people who subscribe to identity politics are just stupid people. They don't know any better. It becomes trendy to say something, so they say it. Defund the police. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yet they said it. Defund the police. Res uh, listen to me. Okay, elected officials said defund the police. And when they got caught calling for the defunding of police, yet still having police for themselves, they weren't chased out of town. They were supported for answers like this. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Defund the police has to happen because we're trying to save lives. <laughs> Do you understand that defunding the police saves lives the way defunding brakes saves cars?
but they were openly advocating for no more cops. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Listen to me. Bad cops should be held accountable. That being said, police are doing the single most important job in our society. Yes, they are. Happens to be the most difficult, happens to be the most thankless. And these same idiots that are protesting on behalf of Palestine and on behalf of Hamas were the same idiots who wanted to defund the police. They're the same idiots who were happy with firing you and destroying your livelihood if you didn't get a vaccine that didn't work. You have to understand how transactional our politics have become. There's a faction of this country that finds out what the other side supports and is just vehemently against it no matter how stupid their position happens to be. The border wall is a great example. We voted for border wall funding under George W. Bush. Yes, we did. You know who else we voted for border wall funding under? Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But understand, both parties supported a border wall until Trump came down the escalator and was like, build a wall. And the Democrats are like, how dare you? We should be building bridges and not walls. Democrats are so full of crap. They're so transactional, it's stupid. They abandoned all of their principles whenever a new political, politically expedient lane presents itself. Okay, in the run-up to the 2020 election, they were anti-vaccine. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. You understand? That's Joe Biden, Kamala Harris as candidates. Come on, what are you, crazy? Who the hell is going to take this thing? It's not going to go through all the proper trials. That was the lane. They didn't care what effect it had on you. They didn't care about the health repercussions. Okay, they trashed the vaccine. And then when they got into office and started to support the vaccine, they still insisted it wouldn't be mandatory. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Okay, and you realize what's going on here. They are a completely unprincipled people. And whatever... Whatever the lane is to oppose Republicans, because that's what they run on. The Democrats run on hate. Okay, that's why this anti-Semitism lane is so attractive to them. They get to be open about their hate. Most of what they do is call everyone else racist, and it makes them feel better about their own racism. But that's most of what they do. It's a classic exercise in projection. These people are a bunch of Nazis on the right, said the liberals who now support the group that wants to exterminate the Jewish race. But you understand, they are a completely transactional people. They shouldn't be chanting from the river to the sea. They shouldn't be chanting defund the police. They should just be chanting, this is what we're doing now. That's it. This is what we're doing now. Because most of the people there are just doing it because it's what they're doing now. Okay? Oh, we support a terror group? Yeah, no, we support the terror group now. That's what we're doing. We went from hate has no home here to wipe Jews off the map from the river to the sea. I got to be honest. It sounds a little hateful. I don't I've never sent somebody a holiday card being like, we've got to wipe you people off the face of the earth. Love the failures. <laughs> Love Jim, Jen, Lincoln and Bixby. <coughs> OK, I've never sent that card. I got to be honest. But that's what you're dealing with now. A completely transactional people. They are unmoored to any principle or decency. They just want to get their way. They just want something to yell about. So that's what we have now. 
protesting in this country has become a hot topic item. You can go down to Hot Topic or Spencer Gifts and pick up your protest of the day T-shirt and go to the nearest bridge and chant whatever you want to chant. Okay, but to be honest with you, they should reconfigure every one of these chants to just this is what we're doing now. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. Tell you what, our East Texas listeners are excited. The Texas Rangers now a win away from the World Series championship. This will take the edge off when the Cowboys flame out in the playoffs. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Now, now, you sound like Philly fans when you call for violence. Uh, But, yes, the Rangers getting another win last night. Now a win away. Uh, Game five tonight on Fox Sports. Me and Lincoln will be watching it. Uh, you damn well better believe we'll be watching it uh, tomorrow night. You'll see me on Hannity. And if you want to get back out on the road, it starts next week. I've been home. Do you know the greatest thing I've ever done with my life? And I do mean this as an adult is I was not on the road for a single weekend of Lincoln's football schedule this year. I saw every single game. I even saw the preseason scrimmage. It was incredible. It's so much fun. I hung out with the other parents, watched the games. It was great. Uh, but we're back out on the road next week uh, to pay off the money we lost betting on Lincoln's team. Which is not true because they won. They actually covered this. They were great against the spread. Every game they won by like 40 points. Way to go, Link, man. Uh, but the point is November 11th, next Saturday night, Kennedy and I are in Utica at the Stanley Theater. Following week, you'll see me at the Patriot Awards on the 16th, the 17th, and 18th. I will be in Naples, Florida at the Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh, then you'll see me December 2nd at the Carson Nugget. December 10th, excuse me, 9th, will be in Texas Music City in Longview. And then you will see me down in West Palm Beach at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. After that, I'll be in Pittsburgh watching the Steelers on the 23rd and getting fat over the holidays. Back after this with Kevin Walling. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Back in action. On the big, bad, one and only high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Got a big one coming up. Kevin Wallens, good buddy of mine. Uh, He was uh, a worker on the Biden campaign. What an idiot. He continues to be a surrogate and a close confidant of the president of the United States. And we'll have him on in this hour because that's what we do on the show. It's not a right-wing activist talk show. It is just a talk show. Now, good old America. Remember America? You can bring people on even if you disagree with them and you don't have to become a fat screaming child like, Mom, get him out of here. I don't like what he's saying. Well, he has every right to say it. Freedom! We don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree, but we can actually coexist in the process. This is the problem with our politics right now. Everybody who has a coexist bumper sticker on their car hate you with all the fiber in their being. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. On this show, we actually want to coexist. We don't hate anybody, okay? It's America. We were never supposed to agree. We were never supposed to get along. We just weren't supposed to get as contentious as we have. But that's what's changed in our lives, okay? The issues we're fighting over are pretty much the same. It's how we're fighting about them that's changed. So when I get on the air, it's like if you go watch me do stand-up comedy, it's 1982, 
Okay, we're having conversations. We're not selling you anger or agitation. It's not my job as a talk show host to get you to vote a certain way. It's my job to get you to take your head out of your ass. Because most people, if you look around in the country right now, I got to be honest with you, a lot of heads up a lot of asses. I admire your honesty. That's <laughs> just reality. So 888-788-9910. If you want to help me dislodge a few of them, uh, one way or the other, you are all welcome. I say it every day. There is no intellectual barrier for entry. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. But here's a newsflash. As we get underway in this hour, and it's something we're going to talk to Walling about, Joe Biden is actually hurting at the polls right now because he's not racist enough for members of his party. You know the people who like to call you racist when the argument's getting out of hand for them? The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. Well, the truth is Biden, okay, Joe Biden, he is falling. He's down 17% amongst Arab Americans in the last month, 17%. Because he is supporting Israel. Come on, man. Okay. He's down 11 points with Democrats as a whole because he's supporting Israel. You know, the people, the coexist people, the hate has no home people here. They hate Israel. And the fact that Biden is standing up for them is cause for them to get rid of this guy and remove him from the job. I keep forgetting I'm president. Okay, but that's reality. Let me read you this. New poll from the Arab American Institute shows Biden's support amongst Arab Americans has dropped 17%. Poll conducted with Zagvi Strategies, commissioned by the AAI in the wake of Hamas's terrorist attack on Israel. Okay, according to the poll, surveyed Arab Americans across the country, including the battleground states, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Two-thirds of Arab Americans have a negative view of President Biden's response to the current violence in Palestine and Israel. Just 17 percent of those surveyed said they would vote for Biden in 2024. So 83 percent, 83 percent of of Arab Democrats don't want to vote for Biden in 2024. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Not good. Uh, Let me give you a little more. Back in 2020, do you know the percentage of the Arab vote he got? 59%, meaning he has fallen 42% with Arabs. Finished. Okay, because he's already down double digits, double digits with black voters, who are the most instrumental voting bloc for the Democratic Party. And he's down 40 points. 40 points. He is down right now with Latinos. Biden is such a disaster. Okay, so understand, this is a mess. This is a mess any way you slice it politically, but I'm not here to bash Biden in this instance. Biden is doing the right thing by standing with Israel, by not calling for a ceasefire, by trying to help send aid over to Israel. He is doing the right thing technically. Where he's doing the wrong thing is obviously his policies and the constant money transfer to Iran okay, which is an extension of the Obama doctrine, is what is ultimately financing all of the proxies and the attacks that are waged against us and our allies in the region. So, yes, he's you know standing by Israel, but it's not actually a legitimate stance in the sense that, yeah, we've got your back, Israel, but we're also you know um, funding the guys who want to get you. It's like Ukraine, okay? Nobody wants to send any more money to Ukraine, Because we don't know where it's going. Everyone in Ukraine is resigning because of corruption, getting arrested because of corruption. There is a fascinating profile 
on the cover of Time magazine this week explaining what's going on inside of Ukraine and how Zelensky is being urged to find an off-ramp as Russia still controls one-fifth of Ukraine. They're showing no signs of being beaten back. The only thing we're doing right now is beating our path back to the ATM. Money, 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 money. So you understand Congress, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, give him credit for this. Okay, he wanted a standalone funding bill for Israel. Hey, we're not just going to send this money all willy-nilly all over the globe if it's meant for Israel. We'll just send it to Israel. I mean, what do you say? Imagine that. Okay, but Biden wants nothing to do with that. No, no, no. We need to tie it all up. We need Ukraine. We need everything else. So in theory, Biden is saying the right things when it comes to Israel, but he's not doing them because he's trying to tie this support to the unaudited endless amount of transfers we've sent to Ukraine, ones that aren't even working, ones that still don't come with a definition of what would constitute victory. But that being said, the political needle he's trying to thread is very precarious right now. Okay, because you're the guy running in the party that calls everyone else a racist. That's what you do. Hey, you don't vote our way. You uh, you can't. Who's this bigot? Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. For sure. But there is a significant part of their party that is a bunch of Jew-hating anti-Semites. And you can't hold on to their support if you throw your support behind Israel. And that's the needle he's trying to thread right now. He's trying to cobble together a very fragile coalition of racists and idiots because that's what the party is predominantly made up of now. Idiots, stupid people. This is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. Like, I mean that. People wanted to get rid of the cops. want to get rid of the cops. No, no, no more cops. I'm telling you, no, we get rid of the cops. We'll defund the police. That's what they said. Don't act like it was one person. Okay, it was the most vocal wing of the Democratic Party. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. <laughs> this is a Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. That's all, folks. So that's the problem, okay? He has idiots and raging anti-Semites, and he used to cobble together a coalition of support. But as this polling shows you, he's losing the Arab vote, and he's losing it because of people like Premier Jayapal, who are flat-out trashing Biden for saying he's got to watch himself with this whole Israel thing. Clip 25. What I think is that the president needs to be just as courageous on this issue so that we keep the unity within our country for the support of the incredible things he has done. He is, I think, um, you know, going to be challenged to explain uh, an issue of this moral significance to people. The American people are actually quite far away from where Uh, The president and even Congress, the majority of Congress, has been on Israel and Gaza. They they support the right for Israel to defend itself, to exist, but they do not support a war crime exchange for another war crime. And I think the president has to be careful about that. You're an idiot! So stupid. Okay, president's got to watch himself. Okay, the war crime for a war crime thing that they keep trying to give you the false equivalence between Hamas and Israel is based on Hamas's own reporting. Well, the terrorists say Israel bombed the hospital, so I guess we'll just 
run with the terrorists. That's what they did at the New York Times. What the hell were you thinking? This is what they were thinking. Let's establish a moral equivalence between Hamas and Israel. Okay, the people on the left, the people in academia, the people at the Ivy League colleges, these are the people, okay, generations later that let the Holocaust happen, okay? If you go and devote a little time to reading about the New York Times and their attitude towards Hitler and the Holocaust in real time back in the 30s and early 40s, okay, they were the appeasers. Just the same as now, we have people literally marching across our Brooklyn Bridge here in New York, 100,000 people over the weekend, flooding Brooklyn for Gaza, specifically Brooklyn, Crown Heights, which is predominantly Orthodox Jewish, that's where they chose to march, to make them feel unsafe. We just arrested this dirtbag at Cornell who was vowing to slit the throats of Jewish students if you see them on campus, okay? One of the people in left-wing academia that has gone out of their way to make Jewish kids, Jewish students feel unwelcome in our society. That's a big faction of the Democratic Party. And this thing we have right now in, this, in society um, where we lack a collective memory It can't go on anymore. Okay, the people who locked us down during COVID, forced a vaccine on you even though it didn't work, denied your kid an education, screwed them up socially, set them back. Okay, from an academic standpoint, some kids lost up to two years of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. But none of them have been held accountable. They just went back to work. Oh, well, yeah, remember the time we did that thing? Well, we need a COVID amnesty. We need to forgive and move on. Okay, because it was the fog of war. We didn't know what was going on. And they didn't know what was going on. Yet they were still adamant that you had no place in polite society if you didn't follow their lead. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Who will not get the shot? Shame on you. Oh, shut up, woman. Whoopi Goldberg taking time out of her busy schedule of farting on the stagehands at The View. And to be clear, I'm joking. I don't know if she actually did stop farting on the stagehands. I do know that my best friend in showbiz's sister was the stage manager over at The View. And uh, it's a pretty fragrant set in the morning. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to take it there. Sorry to take it there. But you understand, nothing I'm saying in jest is nearly remotely as disgusting as the idea of it's time to start shaming these people. They're willing to start shaming you for disagreeing them, even though they don't know what they're talking about. Their emotions are their facts. This is the modern Democratic Party. There's great people like Walling. I know a lot of you aren't Jessica Tarlaw fans, but if you hung out with Jessica Tarlaw, you'd like her. She'd talk to you about sports and rap videos. She likes to tell a lot of dirty jokes socially, and you'd find them funny because they're funny and they're filthy and they're fabulous, and she's great. Okay, we don't agree with her politics, but she's not one of the voices in the Democratic Party that wants to deny you a right to make a living if you don't agree with her. She's not one of the voices in the Democratic Party that's saying Hamas has a point when they start beheading babies. Okay, believe me, there are a lot of good Democrats out there, but there's a problem within the party is that there's this fringe element that has a lot of power within the Democratic Party. The squad, the Rashida Tlaibs, the Ilhan Omars, the Ayanna Presleys, the AOCs. AOC is a dope. Okay, they hold views that aren't on par with the majority of the Democratic Party, but they're still on par with tens of millions of people in this country. 
And that's why when you look out at the idea of a Biden 2024, there really isn't an idea. Like Biden's a disaster right now. Okay, when 70 percent of the country think you're going in the wrong direction and the key voting blocks that actually get Democrats over the finish line are abandoning him. Okay, and then you start to lose Arab support because he's not anti-Semitic enough. I'm telling you now because I care. This dude has no chance in 2024. So wish Kevin Walling a lot of luck because he's coming up next and he has to make the case that Biden's the way to go for four more years. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Supposed to get a visit from Ron DeSantis tomorrow. There's a slob. There's a real slob. We're back and forth with his team. They've reached out about doing the show. Uh, now we're hearing there could be a potential scheduling conflict. Apparently somebody's having a sale on lift boots. Have you been following this story where DeSantis is being accused? of wearing boots that have lifts in them. What a silly time in our politics. But the latest update on that now is uh, it's been a viral trend uh, that DeSantis is being accused of wearing lifts inside of his boots uh, that aren't present in the size of the heel. He has a normal-sized heel, and then they put the lift inside the boot, so it's not as apparent. But when he walks, people are focusing on his heels, and it looks like he's designed to be wearing something that makes him look four or five inches taller. Now, is it true? He's obviously denied it, uh, but it's still a pretty funny thing. And uh, obviously... If he makes it onto the show tomorrow, we'll get into it right away because, you know, these issues of fashion are more important to me than anything these guys are going to say policy-wise. Uh, but it's funny because I was just on the Daily Mail website, and we have a report out right now that uh, a Trump super PAC just sent DeSantis an early Christmas gift <laughs> of chunky-heeled boots. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's what our politics have become now. No one's running for president. They're running for class president. They're running for president of the Fantasy Football League. It's a little more superficial and petty, and everyone's a troll, and it's kind of entertaining. Uh, And I'm fine with all of it, assuming we can get the country under control. But is the country under control right now? The answer would be no. Country is a mess. Guy coming up in the next break, Kevin Walling, he is a big Biden surrogate, probably as big as we have. Uh, And we'll have a discussion with him about whether or not he still with a straight face thinks Joe Biden is going to run again in 2024 and win this thing. Okay, the last time he was on, he said, yes, Biden's running. Biden's winning. You can't handle the truth. I don't know. Okay, but the one person who is surging right now politically is Nikki Haley. And DeSantis was asked about it yesterday by Neil Cavuto. Here's the clip. Thirty three. Do you fear you're kind of threading the needle on this is hurting you, that she's clear, you're not, she's gaining, you're not, she's seen as an acceptable number two to Donald Trump, you're not? Well, actually, I've been much clearer in in Israel. I mean, I said from the beginning, um, no Gaza refugees. You know, she said that America has been able to separate terrorists from uh, freedom fighters, and that's what we have to do. Now, she backtracked on that, but I've been very clear, no refugees. I've also been very clear, canceling student visas uh, for for pro-Hamas demonstrators. I've also been very clear, no taxpayer money to Hamas. 
Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. He didn't answer the question. He just reverted to a policy distinction between himself and Nikki Haley. But that's one of the reasons why she's surging. It's one of the reasons I want DeSantis to get on the show. Uh, The first time he was on the show, he did pretty well. He was a human being. Uh, This is a different gig now. And when he was asked, why is Nikki Haley surging and you're not? He said, here's my Israel policy. (laughs) Why is she surging and you're not? Here's my Israel policy. You got to do better than that. So if he does make it tomorrow, if the boot sale wraps up early, we'll try to give him some pointers on how to run this campaign a little more effectively or how to connect with the voters a little more authentically. But in the meantime, Kevin Walling is about to go to school. Class in session for the biggest Biden surrogate I know. Wish him luck. He's in studio after this. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to get the band back together with this next guest. It's a multimedia matinee idol. And I consider him an old-fashioned Democrat. Old-fashioned. I'll take it. Yeah, and that, yeah. He's, he's not a raging anti-Semite. I mean, I am in a Brooks Brothers uh, suit, so I think that's probably <laughs> common about that for those viewers Kevin, watching at home. Kevin Walling is here. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> get him out of here. Stop it. I'm not going to cheap shot him. No cheap shots. You came that was in. A good crowd. You buttered me up. You complimented the studio. It's beautiful. Uh, I feel like <laughs> so, I'm in a cabin somewhere. It, Maybe it, like Ted Kaczynski's cabin. But well, there's, uh, there's that. Play your cards right. Play your cards right. We'll not open in my own mail. Special prize <laughs> via FedEx coming Kevin Walling's way. It's good to see you. Let's start with some syrup stuff, syrupy sweet stuff that I'm dying to talk to you about. Have you followed this story? And we'll get into Democrat stuff as well because obviously, you know, a surrogate and a close confidant of the Bidens. But the DeSantis story with the lifts and the boots. Yeah. So what do you think? Okay. Because... I'm watching the photos. It's first of all, it's superficial and it's absurd. But yeah. I was just covering it in the last break. So there's a Trump pack that just sent DeSantis an early Christmas present. They sent him boots with chunky heels. Is he wearing lifts? Is he Tom Cruise? Is he the Tom Cruise of politics? I mean, this man just struggles with his footwear. I mean, going back to those <laughs> boots and that God love him, that hurricane that he was in, those bright white boots. <laughs> I mean, he just I think, you know, he just has weird mannerisms to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Like the way he just positions himself, his, yeah, yeah. his facial mm-hmm. uh, uh, responses and oh. ticks and stuff like that. But the the lift stuff is, I think it's real. This no, it's, And he's not a short guy to begin with. Like, I don't think yeah. he needs the height. But, but he might have a strange insecurity. Yeah. I could see that because Trump is legit 6'3". Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's a big 6'3". Yeah, he's a well, according to him, he's 180 yeah. pounds with ripped fighting abs. Weight, fighting weight right there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, well, DeSantis, I do think, might be, just be self-conscious in that regard. Yeah. But you brought up an interesting point about him and his uh, struggles with being an authentic human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the first debate, as you know, he never smiled once. At the second debate, they obviously beat it into him that he had to smile. But what he did is he didn't know where to put it. So at the end of every point he made, he smiled, but he smiled the way a second-grade boy does in a school picture, where they're making a face they think is a smile. Exactly. Do you have a picture of a young Kevin Walling like that? I have one of myself. Oh, uh, I'm sure I do. Yeah, yes. I'm an only child. Yeah, so, of course I have. Like, you know, I have <laughs> no. a phone filled with childhood we, photos we of myself. Shot- I'll, I'll send you one a day. We have shots of Lincoln where he is making like this amplified, what he thinks is a smile face frozen in time forever. And that's what DeSantis was making at the end of his points. And I think 
on some level, he's having that struggle with like being a person. Yeah. So what's interesting is, okay, is he was on the show a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I made it a point to just talk to him as a. Oh, actually, per- I listened to that. Okay. I think I was on after. Maybe, that. maybe you were. He was great. Yeah, we talked about movies, like, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked I about sports. To Rocky. He was actually he was a human authentic being. for the first time. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so I. It was a great conversation. Well, thanks for that. Here's the twenty. I mean, I'm still not going to vote for the guy, but it was a great conversation. <laughs> no, no, Walling is Kanye all the way. Okay, and make no mistake about it. I mean, Kanye, I'm Kim K all the way. Get Kanye, who here. got himself canceled for bashing the Jews, could be a Harvard professor if he had waited at least a year. At Cornell, I don't think he's smart <laughs> enough for Harvard, but Kanye maybe Cornell. Kanye could be a commencement speaker at Cornell right now. <laughs> so let's talk about this. I mean, I know you denounce all of this anti-Semitism. I don't need to say it for I, you know. I don't yeah. mean to say it for you, but I know you do. But it's kind of mind blowing because. We're in this place where you couldn't say anything. Like, I could tell you this as a comedian. No one wanted to perform at colleges anymore because you couldn't say anything. You get heckled, too. Yeah, I mean, it's cancel culture. But, it's all this. But you know. now you can say everything if it comes to supporting Hamas. Aren't you? It's, I'm kind of, like, freaked out. I'm weirded out, and I'm kind of disgusted. Well, it's sad to see this kind of undercurrent that's out there, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the fact that, you, you, you know— uh, Jews in this country make about two and a half percent of the population. Mm-hmm. Chris Ray, yesterday, FBI director, talked about that. You know, two and a half percent of the population. They got sixty percent of the religious-based threats, violence. I mean, we just uh, marked five years since the Tree of Life synagogue, mm-hmm. eleven uh, Jewish Americans slaughtered in their congregation. And I don't know what the hell is going on on these college campuses. I don't. I don't even think they're Democrats. I don't think they ascribe to party labels. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, You know, we we can get into party politics and stuff like that. But I, I think they're so far radicalized to mm-hmm. some degree um, that it's also. I, I I think you got some true believers, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think you just have this mob mentality. And we talked about this a little bit, where it's almost in vogue, yeah, right? Yeah, it's to, trendy to have that video of you protesting with the Palestinian uh-huh. flag. And, yep. Get that for your likes. And I mean, the, the culture for Gen Z is so much about likes and retweets and reposts mm-hmm. yeah. that that now is what is driving. And we see it on the, the algorithm yeah. side for TikTok and stuff uh-huh. like that, um, that that's driving so much of this, too. It is crazy because I would venture to say half of the people protesting on behalf of Hamas, at least half. We're members of the hate has no home here sticker phenomenon. Yeah. Hate has no home here. And now they're marching the other way from the Jews have no home here from the river to the sea. Get rid of them. Again, and that's the rhetoric rhetoric that they're employing. Yes. It's it's so transactionally stupid is what I'm trying to say. And I think it has protests have become a hot topic item like you could buy it's in vogue that's that's what it is kevin walling always in vogue he is in studio right now (laughs) uh what is gavin newsom doing in china besides running over small children Uh, on a basketball court he is looking mighty fine with that hair over there oh our 80 super villain gavin newsom in beijing that hair has never looked better (laughs) Uh, (laughs) listen i think you know uh amazing thing is california is like fifth i think of the the largest economy if it was separated from uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. So he's got a, you know, he's got a serious role he, during the Bush administration or, or during the the Trump administration. I, you remember he was like engaging the Chinese on some of the stuff in terms of climate. Him and Jerry Brown. Um, so certainly he's. I mean, we talked about him. The timing years. of this. He's is been not, whining to be the, president. The for timing a very of this is. Time. Hold on now. Before you answer, I'm just just so everyone listening knows, I'm going to look him in the eyes for this. Mm-hmm. The timing. I'm of not this, looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking down at your wooded the, uh, the, st- set. The timing of this isn't a little curious. No, I think it was in the world. He didn't for look a while. me in the eye. He didn't look <laughs> me in the eye. Come on, man. Oh, that's funny. This guy's a serious ass. 
No, he's not. He's Kevin Walling. He's a fan favorite. No less names. No I just, names. I just think, the, I just think the timing was a little curious. The guy, and I understand they were going to make, economy. you know, we're going to make something out of everything he does. Of I course. actually thought he was actually, you know, really great at he the, the second the debate. You know, yeah, like he engaged with uh, with Hannity. Like that was a good conversation. I don't know if that debate is still happening with the, 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 the Hannity, the Hannity DeSantis Newsom. Yeah. If, well, I, I hope it is. I actually hope it does. Um, I will say this about Newsom. He has that's November thirtieth on the Fox is that right? channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, you know he acquitted himself well when he was on with Hannity. He's, he's actually great. He, he knows is, his facts. He you know? is good at what he's doing. Like yeah. you, you wouldn't walk away from it thinking California has been transformed into the world's largest outdoor toilet, but it has. <laughs> uh, but he against DeSantis, I think he'd be not really in Santa Barbara, not in places like Santa Barbara. Ooh, Santa yeah. Barbara's all right, man. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been to the Santa Barbara Zoo? I've not. I will tell you this. Everyone who goes to California obviously goes they to, go to San, San Diego. Diego yeah. And that's the, the famous one. Okay. But Lincoln got into a craze two years ago where kids his age wanted a capybara, which is just a giant the mouse. Is that? It's the largest rodent in the world. Like in your house? It, yes. Like it, a it became like a trendy online pet. We didn't get one, but it's like a 220 pound mouse, 180 pound mouse, basically. <laughs> I'll show you pictures when we go off the air. And uh, he had located one at the Santa Barbara Zoo. So we drove up the, you know, drove up the one, the Santa Barbara. And uh, I have to tell you, it's probably, it's not as big, obviously. It doesn't have the panache of San Diego, but it's like the nicest zoo you'll ever go right. to because it's on the ocean in Santa Barbara. It's, I mean, I mean it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not nearly as big. I feel like anything in Santa Barbara is great. Yeah, it's pretty right? hard like, to screw yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty hard. And, and you hung out at Michael Jackson's ranch a lot. So hey. when you say anything. Neverland, baby. <laughs> We're talking to Kevin, Kevin Walling. Bell no of the ball. <laughs> I love this. Um. Kamala Harris said Joe is very much alive. I feel like that's an overstatement. He is He's alive. Not. I didn't say he was dead. I just said very much alive. Very much alive. Walling is like, here's me skydiving. You know what I mean? Here's me driving a Formula One. Like, very much alive. I don't know that I'm very much alive. I work I and I'm smoke not. cigars no, in my not. yard. Yeah. Yeah, very much I'm alive. I'm the Democrat on Fox News. I'm, I'm just skating by here. <laughs> He's dead on Keep the inside. Keep me in your prayers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, listen, I saw the guy uh, in person two weeks ago. Of course you did. Uh, and he was great. You, you know? He was Biden. Yeah. But the president was great. He was talking about junk fees. He, he recognized a few members of Congress in the audience uh, mm-hmm. by name. Mm-hmm. Um, Not their names, but by name. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least all the members of Congress were living because uh, yeah. we did have that issue before. Progress uh, is everywhere. Yeah. Progress is everywhere. So here's the thing I wanted to ask you about the party, specifically about the party. Okay, his support, this is interesting. This is, we were reading this poll earlier. Because of his support of Israel, which I commend, he's taking the yeah, right position. Yeah, you've actually been great about that. He's in taking terms of- the right position. He's down uh, 17 points with yeah. Arabs. He's down 11 points with Democrats. It's so weird, but does Biden need to be – I mean, I, I know I'm not asking him to be anti-Semitic. Yeah. But is it hurting him not to be with a faction of the party? Well, listen, I, you know, doing what's right in this case is not popular mm-hmm. with uh, certain segments of my party, right? And I think it's, you know, we got a year out from the election, so a lot of dynamics will change mm-hmm. uh, in the time b- between that. Um, but certainly in, in a place like Michigan, right, mm-hmm. uh, where you have a big Arab American, Muslim American yeah. population that are Democrats, it could be problematic. I mean, he, he won 60% of that vote yeah. uh, in 20, and in states that are decided by one or two percentage points, that's a signi- significant population. But again, at the end of the day, you know, we're in agreement in terms of what he's doing. We've mm-hmm. given him praise for mm-hmm. flying out there, being there, 
the condemnation that he's put forward, the, the lockstep that we've been in. You know, Secretary Blinken's going there on Friday again. Mm-hmm. Hope he goes to some of the other countries in the region to get them better on board with what the hell is going on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, uh, certainly it could be a, a political problem. It's a, it's a tough one, man. Uh, he's got a really tricky needle to thread right now. Yeah. Because he does have the right position. Yeah, he does. I mean, even I've been playing this Hillary Clinton clip where she doesn't want to cease fire because she understands what Hamas. I'll tell you like, that clip. And then there's a great clip of her in that debate where yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I assume it was in 16. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a, in the primary. Mm-hmm. But she's literally like, you know, uh, taking the fight to Hamas. Yeah. Which is where we got it. It's not with the Palestinian people. What a, it's with the Hamas. Yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is we had a ceasefire. On October 6th, we were in ceasefire mode on October 6th. They paraglided in and killed everybody. That's what a ceasefire means to them. And I think, you know, the Democrats in your party who recognize that, you know, are commendable. But, but Jimmy, not even that to that. A ceasefire also means the ability for them to have the time to regroup. Yeah. And resupply Mm -hmm. and to continue these attacks. I mean, Trey's over there now. Greg Palcott. I mean, missiles are still coming over every constant hour. Constantly. And you've been there. You've made I've been tri- there multiple you, times. To Israel. To Israel, yeah. To the West Bank. To I've been all over the country. Uh, the amazing thing is it's a country the size of New Jersey, Yeah, both in terms of size and population. So, you know, you could spend a week and see, you know, all aspects of it. Um, you know, but was down there in, in the kibbutz, actually, uh, a kibbutz called Naho Az, mm-hmm. which is right on the northern Gaza border. Um, and that was one of the first kibbutzes that was attacked. Yeah. And that was a lot of the imagery of the women being kidnapped, raped. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the, the uh, uh, Israeli folks being slaughtered in their safe rooms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Just horrifying stuff. Yeah. And, and now, you know, three plus weeks later, we're still seeing, now we're seeing this phenomenon of, of you know, not just dehumanizing that element, but also saying it, it didn't happen. Yeah. We're back into the, the denialism of the Holocaust. And that's the part that is so scary to me is like some of the protesters that were on the Brooklyn Bridge over the weekend. Uh, which I said on Gutfeld, I did not condemn the march just because they needed the exercise. These are fat people. These are fat, angry people. A lot of them. Anyway. Okay. Thank you, Obama. They were, <laughs> well, they were flat out saying. We got them covered. Yeah, they were. Well, that, that makes everybody else's rates go up. Thank you very much. So I got to pay for this guy who has cellulite in the front. You know, way to go. Guy's out of breath reading. <laughs> anyway. Uh, a lot of the people were saying what you just said. They just denied that any of these atrocities were committed. And that's, I think, what people are doing now to find that moral equivalence between, you know, Hamas and Israel is they're there's telling no moral, of course, moral of course. Yeah. But this is the thing that scares me is we're living in such a transactionally stupid time that people are willing to embrace it. And that's why, you know, the fact that you're taking the right position, I do think is commendable. So I'm glad you were here to take it. Um, last question, Walling. Uh, wedding plans. How are they going? Uh, so I got in trouble. I was just on outnumbered and Whoa. I called Alex, my partner, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually really don't even like that term. Uh, know, your anyway. partner sounds like you guys are running a law yeah, firm, which we, we pretty much are at this point. <laughs> uh, and not my fiance, uh, but they're coming together next, uh, next February. Wow. That's so, so exciting. Yeah. It's well, I will great. tell you once you do, my that- side is wearing, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, as you mm-hmm. know, my side is wearing blue. Okay. His side, you know, from South Carolina, they're wearing gray. We'll see who wins the night. Whoa! I love it. Well, uh, this is all exciting stuff to me. Uh, Isn't love grand? God bless, Listen, marriage is a sacred institution. You know, the odds are you're only going to do it twice. It's true. You know, that's the way it works these days. (laughs) I'm still excited for you nonetheless. Uh, Kevin Walling, where did the time go? It always goes by so quick. All right. Well, I'm going to get you uh, and Alex a pair of boots from DeSantis so you guys will look Uh, extra Well, coming from this Ted Kaczynski uh, set, I'm not going to open that box. I'm 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 making Alex open that box. He came in. 
in here, and he liked the set. I he actually like set. liked the set. He's like, "Wow, it looks good. It's, it's rustic. It's rustic. It, it's got a, it's got a different vibe. Yeah, it looks good." He's accusing us of taking this set from another Fox host. I'm if not going to name. If names. you only listen to the show, spend a day watching the show uh-huh. live, because then you'll see the set. That's <laughs> all. It's a whole different world. You'll see the chalk outline around where the producers <laughs> nuked Walling at the end That's of this true. interview. There's yellow tape already. All right, party's over. Thanks for this, buddy. Good to see you, bud. Back after this. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Try to get to the phones. Al is down in Virginia. Yo, Al. What's cracking, Jimmy? You name it. This whole society is cracking. It's on the verge of snapping. Help me glue it, Al. Get out the Elmers. Let's go. All right. I need three minutes of your time. I have. I am two minutes and 42 seconds from commercial break. Take it away. Okay. Okay, then stop talking. All right. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Go ahead. So uh, DeSantis is getting criticism for wearing these boots mm-hmm. to make him look taller. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to make fun of somebody for their race, their ethnicity, their sexual preference, oh, it's all off the board. Mm-hmm. You are a bad person. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make somebody or, or, or I'm sorry, make fun of somebody because of their height, that's okay. Yeah. So short jokes are still okay, mm-hmm. which I'm a short guy. Yeah, I would. And I, I don't care. Tell. I can. I can. I can. Oh, you know, here we go. <laughs> so I can laugh. I can laugh at myself. Uh-huh. I don't care. But all these other groups need to quit being so sensitive. For sure. It's ridiculous. You know these these women. They all say they want a guy that's uh, six foot plus. Nah. Um. Well, that's like me saying that I want a, a, a thin woman. Mm-hmm. If I say I want a thin woman, I'm fat shaming. Yep. Well, let me tell you this. It's a lot easier for you to lose weight than for me to gain height. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I, I feel, right, like, I feel like I'm talking one. to a drunken Gutfeld after a taping of his show, but continue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I caught you on Gutfeld last night, and it was great. Thanks, brother, man. Me and the leopard print. Yeah. You could blame Emily for that. God. Yeah, tell Campagno I said, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Take a number. you got to get in line behind my producer. But go ahead. we got a minute to go. Okay. All right. Success in life. We'll make this real simple. Mm-hmm. You can gauge your success in life by the type of frozen pizza that you buy. <laughs> Love this. Go ahead. When you're young, when you're young and you're broke, you buy Celeste pizza. It's the nastiest thing on earth. You get a little more success, you upgrade to Tony's, Red Baron's, Ooh. and holy cow, one day you're going to get DiGiorno. <laughs> success in life is gauged by frozen pizza. Well, listen, I'll co-sign that as long as it's not cauliflower uh, on the crust. Al, Epic call. Uh, for, for real. I may stop talking for the whole next hour because of you. 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to James Comer, who is leading the investigation into the Biden influence peddling scheme. Hunter's a dirtbag. Well, that's not breaking news, but we are getting a full-on money trail from the CEFC company in mainland China directly to Joe Biden's bank account. Are you the big man, Joe? Uh, This would mean, yes, he is. Uh, It would be, in fact, that smoking gun that has eluded so many people. It's not a direct payment to Biden like, hey, here's the money for doing that thing we asked for as a foreign entity. But Comer is going to break down how this check started in one bank account made it through several other bank accounts belonging to the Biden family before finally getting written to Joe Biden as a loan repayment. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? They were selling influence and they were laundering money. Does that mean Biden's going to get hauled out of jail in handcuffs? No, I'm not here to tell you that yarn. But I am here to share the fact that James Comer, uh, in his role in the Oversight Committee, is not taking his foot off the gas anytime soon. And it'll be very interesting to hear his findings in this hour. 888-788-9910. Whether you agree or not, it doesn't matter on this show. It doesn't matter. Republican, Democrat, you could identify as a mermaid, okay? Call us up and then jump right back into the ocean. Fine. Doesn't matter. You're welcome to be here. Uh, As a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a mermaid, just don't be a... There it is. Here we go. So let me give you the report. It is in the New York Times. Now, the New York Times. The New York Post. The New York Post. The New York Post. The one that broke the Hunter Biden laptop story. Do you remember in the run-up to the 2020 election, the New York Post obtained the records, records we now know the FBI held for two years prior... Uh, that showed Hunter Biden engaging in all types of overseas chicanery while his father was the sitting vice president of the United States. He was negotiating on behalf of his family name with a Ukrainian power company called Burisma that was hoping to do business in the country his dad was the vice president of. That's not right. Okay, not right. Okay, and understand Burisma, as it was trying to get a United States government contract, put Joe Biden's son on the payroll. Now, did Joe Biden's son have any background in their business? The answer would be no. Nothing. Knew nothing about energy. Okay? Be one thing if it was green energy, because this guy smoked a lot of bongs, (laughs) smoked a lot of crack. I'm not making fun of him. Addiction's a beast, man. There but for the grace of God go all of us. But the reality is he had no business making money from these companies. Okay, but as we quickly came to see in the evidence unearthed from the laptop, okay, they weren't paying Hunter, they were paying his dad. Oh, wow! And despite that development, okay, we were unable to share the story in the run-up to the election. Why? Because the mainstream media and the big tech oligarchs in Silicon Valley killed the story. That's just how white folks will do you. Now, we... Later came to find out they killed the story. Why? Because it was done so with the direction of the Biden campaign, who wanted this thing put to bed. So we were told, with the help of the Biden campaign, 51 former intelligence officials drafted a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. It wasn't, and our own FBI knew the laptop was real two full years prior. 
So you understand this was election interference, okay, regardless of where these transactions go, regardless of if Biden winds up getting impeached or thrown out of office, they interfered in the election because they denied you the right to converse and share a story that was potentially harmful to a Democratic candidate. And oh, by the way, the story happened to be true. Correct, Mundo. Okay, it was true. And the New York Times, the Washington Post, every one of these outlets that buried it in the run-up to the election, the minute their guy won the election, what did they turn around and say? And by the way, that Hunter Biden laptop story was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But the New York Post, the one that broke this story, the one that was then barred from social media because it broke this story, that was the retribution. Nah, we can't have their account on Twitter. They're the oldest functioning paper in America. We're not going to have them on Twitter. Come on. Paper started by Alexander Hamilton, that era. We're not going to have them on Twitter. Come on, that can't go on. So the New York Post was banned from Twitter for a while there. But they stayed on the case. Here's the latest report. President Biden received $40,000 in laundered funds from Chinese government-linked CFC China Energy according to a memo released Wednesday by the House Oversight Committee. The alleged 2017 transfer from first brother James Biden to the future president involves the same business deal in which Joe Biden was called the big guy and penciled in for a 10% cut and would be the first proven instance of the commander-in-chief getting a piece of his family's foreign income. The 40000 went through a complicated financial transaction just weeks after first son Hunter Biden threatened his father's wrath in a July 30th, 2017 text message to CEFC employee, the Republican-led Oversight Committee says in this new memo. The money ended up in Biden's bank account on September 3rd, 2017, via a check labeled loan repayment from his younger brother, who partnered with Hunter in the venture. So what happened is money transferred to Joe Biden's brother, Jim. His wife, the minute after the 50000 hits her bank account, writes Joe Biden a check for 40000 the very next day. Now, why is this significant? Because it becomes yet another lie about the story. The way people solve murders is they don't go to your killer and the guy goes, yes, and they go, you're under arrest. Okay. The way it happens is they go, where were you on Tuesday? And the guy lies about where he was. Okay. And they go, and what'd you do after that? And the guy lies about what he did after that. And they know this. And what'd you do after that? You know, so where were you on Tuesday? I was eating breakfast uh, at IHOP. I was having pancakes on Tuesday. And they're like, well, we know that's not true. Guy was actually home. He had a bowl of Fruit Loops. He's like, and what'd you do after IHOP? Guy's like, I went to the gym. But they know it's not. <laughs> Guy didn't go to the gym. We saw him. He went out for a jog right past the crime scene. Interesting. And what'd you do after the gym? Well, I had to go to work, so I took a shower at the gym, and then I went to work. <laughs> and they're like, he didn't go to work that day. We have proof. And that's how they figure out he's the murderer. He's lying about so many other things that it builds a staircase to the ultimate yes or no question, which is, did you do it or did you not do it? So you understand where this started with Joe Biden was what's up with this Hunter Biden laptop? And he was like, there is none. It's fake. (laughs) And they were like, what's up with the businesses? He's He's making money overseas. You talking to the kid about that? And what did he say? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. Mm. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader, trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the 
the presidency to try to do something to smear me. So he said he never spoke to his son about his business dealings. We now know through the testimony of his son's business partners that Biden was on the phone with his son's business partners via conference call on more than 20 times. With the claim being he was just talking to them about the weather. Come on, don't bullshit me. But it's the second part of that Biden clip I just played you that is the most curious. Because what does he say? Well, Trump should be investigated for getting on the phone and trying to intimidate a foreign ally and threatening to withhold government aid. You can't do stuff like that. Except Biden bragged about doing stuff like that. He bragged about getting the prosecutor fired in Ukraine. The one that we now know was investigating corruption in the company that was doing business with the Biden family. Here is Biden bragging about doing exactly what he said Trump should be investigated for doing. Let me give you the Biden clip again. Listen to the second half of this clip. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Oh, so there he is. Now, here is Biden bragging about what he did in terms of trying to intimidate a foreign entity to do what we want. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. You don't say. He should be behind bars. That is Joe Biden bragging about using his position as vice president to demand the firing of a prosecutor who was investigating his family. I will withhold the billion dollars we've pledged to you in foreign aid if you don't do what we said. You understand? So just stick with me here. Son's doing business in Ukraine. At one point, he threatens to withhold foreign aid from a prosecutor who is investigating their corrupt business in Ukraine. This happened. There's the tape. Okay, but he's lied about this on so many different fronts that if he's to be believed about Hunter not having a business, about the laptop being real, about him not talking to his son's business partners, then there would be no prosecutor to fire there would be no context where he'd need to threaten to withhold this aid because there's no business for him to be protecting i'm telling you that boy's a genius i'm not a genius biden's just an idiot okay one can't happen if the other is true if biden's telling the truth about all the lies hunter's laptop hunter's business hunter's business partners hunter's payments Okay, or if he's telling the truth about the prosecutor, which he's saying he withheld the aid, he said, you're not getting the billion dollars. Okay, him threatening to fire that prosecutor is the proof that that prosecutor was on to some illicit gains coming from one of these, you know, kleptocrats or whatever the hell was happening on the other side of the world. Uh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and the guys who are the kleptocracies. What a mess. But the point is, when you're trying to solve crimes, okay, 
they build that yes staircase, okay? If the prosecutors keep shaking their head yes, is this the guy? It starts off with, I don't know. Okay, but every new piece of evidence leads them closer to a yes staircase. Did he lie about what he had for breakfast? Yes. Did he lie about where he went after breakfast? Yes. Did he lie about how he got there? Yes. Did he lie about what he was doing there? Yes. Is he a person of interest in this case? Yes. Do we have any evidence from his cell phone putting him at the scene of the crime? Yeah. Oh, we do. Hmm. How's Dia? Yes. Okay. Did he commit the crime? Yes. That's how they build that yes staircase. Do you understand? We've built the yes staircase on Joe Biden. People can hold out and go, oh, well, you know, we don't have a payment that's written on the outside that says cash for influence to our government. Okay? No, we don't have that. We have bank transactions that go through 15 different bank accounts before they wind up in Biden's. Does any legitimate entity anywhere in the world do business like that? <laughs> And now comes the word, and this is fascinating, that the president sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails while serving as Barack Obama's vice president. National Archives revealing Monday that a trove of correspondence spanned all eight years of Biden's vice presidency and included messages to or from three shadow email addresses. Robinware456 at gmail.com. J-R-B-W-R-A-R-E at gmail.com and robert.l.peters at pci.gov. Biden had three additional aliases in which 82,000 emails were sent. Now, I think obviously the breaking news here is that Joe Biden knows how to send an email. That is correct. I don't doubt the majority of these messages were typed into the subject line of the email. But the fact remains, you're not doing this type of business with this many aliases. And getting $40,000, money that originally started in China and ended in your bank account, you're not doing that because you're doing business on the level. That's true. That is true. Okay. Comer now says in 2017, Biden received 40000 in laundered China money from the bank account of his brother and his sister-in-law in the form of a personal check while claiming the president has exposed himself to future blackmail from Beijing. That is Comer's claim. That's what he's going to talk to us about when he comes on. Okay. I don't get on the air and be like, that's it. He's going to jail. He's finished. I don't don't actually think he will. I think the effort we've seen made uh, in the Justice Department to run the clock out on the statute of limitations of some of these crimes, the attempted plea deal that they tried to give Hunter Biden on a gun charge on tax evasion that would somehow exonerate him from future charges against the family. Okay, that's not justice being blind. That's not justice being served. That's just flat-out corruption being designed to protect people at the highest levels of our government. You know, where this goes from here remains to be seen. But, you know, we're not having Comer on because we're trying to get you ginned up about the idea of Biden getting dragged out of the Oval Office. I don't know that he will. I don't know that he knows he's in the Oval Office. But I do know when it comes to Ukraine and these business dealings, the guy's been completely full of you're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We've got James Homer. Coming up next, but first, my man Jimmy joining me 
from Tyler, where I'll be. I'll be at Texas Music City, December 9th. Jimmy is in Tyler right now. He's doing the advanced scouting like he's my secret service. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy! My man. Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to say, back when you auditioned for a week in Tyler, Texas, on KTBB, mm. uh, I listened, and when you, the, the first couple of days, I was like, man, this guy's a nut. <laughs> I, t- I didn't know how you were going to hold it together at times like these, mm. but man, you do a tremendous job. I, I don't oh, know same. how you add comedy to such a crazy world, but man, you're, you're, you're killing it. Ah, oh, Jimmy, why don't you be my agent? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll give you a cut. What's your percentage? Agents get 10%. Would you work hey, for nine? I, what, what are you charging me here? Let's talk about this. Hey, man, I tell you what, if, uh, if I can make it to I'm not. I don't actually live in Tyler. I drive okay. from Little Rock to Tyler every day, oh. and I get to hear you while I'm in Tyler oh, uh, before awesome. I go back to Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow. But, uh, hey, man, me, me and you have been messaging back and yep. forth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is me. You said that, if it's on the uh, Facebook yeah. page, if it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page, if it's on well, – it, yeah, go ahead. It, yes. Well, you, you had mentioned that uh, I could mention my podcast maybe. Yeah, go ahead, man. Anyway, it's a vehicle to convey with with Jimmy D. And Jimmy is spelled with an I-E, not with a Y like the famous Jimmy, but <laughs> Jimmy with an I-E, Jimmy D. So it's a vehicle to convey with with Jimmy D on Rumble.com if that, uh, anybody would take a listen. It's about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be doing interviews uh, of people who ought to be famous, but they're not, stuff like that. Oh, I love and, that. Uh, but uh, you inspired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a conservative in, 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 uh, since probably 2000. I didn't know what conservative and liberal work really was until I started paying attention. And you know what? I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I just like being American. Uh, well, here's the deal, buddy. Uh, we're all excited about the pot. I will check it out myself. If you make it to Texas Music City, we'll have some you and me time. We can negotiate that deal so you can be my agent. All right, brother? Did you say 9%? <laughs> That's enough out of you, Jimmy. That's enough. Get him out of here. Get him out. James Comer joins us next. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Get out your hand sanitizer. We're about to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop and the Biden family business dealings. Joining us now, uh, a man who hopefully can hear in the hazmat suit, is a superstar representative from the great state of Kentucky, and he is very much leading that charge as the House Oversight and Reform Committee chairman. We are talking about Representative James Comer. Hey, man. How are you, Jimmy? Whoa, man. I'm a mess. Uh, You know, the world's on fire, and uh, I could use a trip to the Bourbon Trail. You always say, come on down, but do you mean it when you say, come on down? I mean it for you. I don't mean it for most people, but I, I mean it for you, buddy. Well, listen, I, I think I think a $40,000 wire from China might cover my bar tab. No there promises. No promises. So I was kind of laying this out for the listener a little bit earlier in the show. But essentially what you were reporting is that this money that wound up in Biden's bank account made it through several others, and it seems to have began uh, with the CEFC China Energy Company. Is that what you said? That's exactly right. And if you want to go a step further, it began when Hunter Biden sent that WhatsApp message uh, demanding that they send the money, and his dad was sitting beside him, and they would seek revenge against him if they didn't. Five days later, then that $5 million wire happened. Wow. So the so 
essentially what we thought read a lot like a shakedown uh, resulted in money being sent, which I think would ultimately qualify it as a shakedown. Now, knowing that to be the case, okay, uh, they I believe you said they marked the check as a loan repayment at the very end of the launder. Mm -hmm. So it started with a wire from China to a deal that Hunter owned supposedly with a with a Chinese person. Mm-hmm. And it's not even in existence anymore. But then the from that five million dollar loan five million it wasn't a loan, let me start on five million dollars from China to a deal that was supposed to be fifty fifty between Hunter and a Chinese person. Mm-hmm. But then they wired four hundred thousand to Hunter's shell company. And then Hunter wired 150000 from his shell company to Jim Biden's shell company. Mm-hmm. Jim Biden's wife then took $50,000 cash out and the same day deposited it back into their personal account and then wrote Joe a check for $40,000 from their personal account. So from the 400000 that Hunter got, mm-hmm. Joe got 40000 That's Ten percent, if my math's right. Wow, that is that's insane. Because the truth is, if it's at the very least, they're laundering money. Okay, yep. that's that's what the, somebody said. Why is it why why is it so difficult to understand? There's so many errors there. I said that's called money laundering. But but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Jimmy. Yeah, that's what it is. They're sending it in every different direction. I mean, none of us have ever been a part of a legitimate business entity right. that paid us through multiple bank accounts before it wound up in the bank account of someone. Excuse me, unrelated to the transaction. So it's interesting. Um, and and that's a, that was about a three-week process mm-hmm. through six accounts. And remember, you have to keep money in an account for 24 hours at least. Mm-hmm. And then if you have weekends and stuff, that's about how long it would take to launder through six accounts. Wow, that is insane. We're talking to Representative James Comer from the 1st Congressional District of Kentucky. Um, when you look at that, uh, it obviously pulls you in the direction of – I would imagine more discovery. Uh, are there additional transactions you guys are looking into? Absolutely. We we got about three thousand pages of new bank documents in this weekend, wow. and, and you know I, I do interviews a lot. And people say, but you got the bank records a long time ago. We, Jimmy, I don't think anyone in America can comprehend how many different checking accounts and bank accounts that the president's son and brother had. I mean, it, it's, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, and Bezos don't have as many accounts as the Bidens had. And, you know, for the life of me, we still don't know what the family did to earn the money. But a lot of the, the revenue from their different shell companies was, was just money that was being transferred from account to account. They were creating, that's what a shell company yeah. is. They were creating the myth that they had this account with this real company and, and it's there's really nothing there and and along the way they would they would launder the money down to different Biden family members and Joe Biden makes the tenth Biden family member that we've traced money that had been laundered from China or Romania or Ukraine to the to the Biden family. Wow, that is crazy. And, you know, you don't see a lot of this. There's so much going on in the world right now. I know the media wasn't dying to report on this to begin with, but we're so far, you know, and maybe you can speak to this. We're so far from where we started. And what I mean right. by that is we were initially told the laptop's not real the guy never talked to his son about his business. Like, that's where we started, okay? And that was just seven and a half, eight months ago. Yes. 
Right. And now and now we're sitting here with all these checking accounts and bank records and transactions and family members. And I think the people who are not giving this story the time of day are really doing so to the detriment of our country because there's a chance if somebody's moving money around like this from foreign entities that are trying to do business with us, uh, there's a good chance they're compromised. I mean, it goes past the fact that they're laundering money. You have to ask yourself why they're laundering it. I mean, they had to be doing something to get that money, no? You're exactly right, Jimmy. And another reason you're going to see the phrase loan, you know, the, the last three checks to Joe Biden that we've uncovered, which have been ironically in the last three weeks because we're getting this big dump of, of bank documents finally that we can trace. We've got enough bank accounts where we can trace them back mm-hmm. and trace where the money came from and where it ended up. And the, the last story was a $250,000 wire from China to Hunter Biden that was addressed to Joe Biden's house. That was about three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They said that was a loan. Then, then Two weeks ago, we or a week ago, we had that two hundred thousand dollar check from from Jim Biden to Joe Biden. They said that was a loan repayment, and then this forty thousand dollar check from from Sarah Biden to Joe Biden, which came from China. There's no question about that. They said that was a loan repayment. Now, what what's becoming obvious in in looking at their bank statements from a preliminary standpoint mm-hmm. is that they had all this money. Uh, over over about a two-year period that was coming in, millions and millions of dollars, and they were saying it was loans. But you know what? There's nowhere where they paid any interest. There's nowhere where they paid any principal back, just loans. And you know, a lot of people were saying that we should have started with their tax returns. And, and I did interviews. You can go back and look. And I said, I don't want their tax return. I mean, people cheat on their tax returns. I've seen enough tax returns. Well, yeah. It's bank statements. Bank statements don't lie. And you know what? On a tax return, there's nowhere in there that that says loan. There's nowhere where you have to report on your taxes alone. Now, there's places where you report mortgage interest or loan interest, mm-hmm. but nowhere for loans. And that was a way to evade taxes. Wow. That is fascinating, especially when you hear the amount of lectures we hear about the rich paying their fair share. Yes. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it blows my mind, man. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't, because I understand that, like, if you were looking at a crime, uh, we were talking about this with someone from the NYPD, an inspector. The way they solve murders is not by asking someone if they killed someone else and getting a yes answer. It's by catching them in seven other lies that ultimately put them at the crime scene. And essentially, we've heard so many lies about the finances of the Bidens and their overseas right. business dealings that you're just inching closer to the crime scene. So here would be my question. Question for you. Okay, if they're using the word loan as a way to evade taxes, another angle here would be if they were in fact getting legitimate loans, wouldn't that mean there was a record of Biden giving them the money that they ultimately paid back? And that's what we've asked for. Uh-huh. And they brought in NBC, the Democrats on the committee, who are basically the yeah. Biden legal defense team, mm-hmm. Jamie Raskin and Dan mm-hmm. Goldman and that bunch. They, they said, yeah, we here's the proof that it was a loan because in the memo line it says loan repayment. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the proof. Well, that's good enough for CNN. It's case closed. But you know what, Jimmy, even if it were a loan, I mean, I, I don't doubt that once they figure out what all we have, they they 
then produce something. Oh, here's a document dated uh, exactly three years ago and you know, that, that says it was a loan. It, it, it really doesn't matter. What matters is where did the money to pay Joe Biden come from? Whether it was a loan or a kickback, it doesn't matter. The first $200,000 check came from an influence peddling scheme where Jim Biden defrauded a health care company in Florida by saying that he could use Joe Biden's contacts and get them all the money they wanted in the Middle East. And the second check, the $40,000, came from China, from the deal where Joe Biden was supposed to be the big guy with CEFC, and ironically, he got exactly 10% of Hunter's cut, which is what you know the email showed, 10% for the big guy. So you know, whether they were loans or not, which I don't believe they were loans, but, mm-hmm. but you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is the only way they were able to pay the loans back was through influence peddling. So Joe Biden's a quarter of a million dollars better off because his family was influenced peddling his name. Because if they hadn't influence peddled and got the, the dirty money from, from Florida or from China, then then he would have lost 240000 if he indeed loaned them 240000 Does that's, that make sense? Yeah, no, of course it does. Like, I get the math, and that's what scares me. Is like, if I can sit here and get the math on this basic level, there's a lot going on there. And right. I don't know that the country as a whole recognizes the implications of what we're discussing, but I feel like there's a day coming where they're going to have to. Right. Um, have they been cooperative uh, at a government level with your investigation, or are they still stonewalling you guys on stuff? Oh, they're stonewalling. They're threatening. Uh, the little Ian Sam's guy mm-hmm. little tiptoes out and, mm-hmm. and uh, attacks me every day. He's the communications guy the, on oversight. He's their uh, lap dog, attack mm-hmm. dog. And, uh, you know, he just – he tweets away at me. He tweets away at me, Jimmy. But, uh, you know, they're not doing anything to help. And they certainly can't explain – you know, all they're saying is, well, it was a loan. It was a loan. Well, I don't care if it was a loan or not. I don't believe it was a loan. Mm -hmm. But but let's just say it were. Again, the money came from influence peddling. And and all these loans that Hunter and Jim Biden have gotten – and we've we've learned about a few of them. We're – tracing more back and i think in the coming days you're going to see more loans i mean that's that's crazy if you yeah. if you get loans uh-huh. millions of millions of dollars loans i mean surely you've got principal payments or yep. interest payments or whatever and mm-hmm. you know there aren't any on their bank statements that's so there was you know, i haven't found where yeah. a single biden made a single penny interest payment on the millions of millions of dollars of loans they got in and you know, they haven't paid any of the principal back. If you get a loan and it's forgiven, mm-hmm. then that's taxable income. Yeah. And, and if you're talking about, you know, let's say $10 million in loan, mm-hmm. that's at least $3 million in taxes you owe. In addition to the rest of the money that we've already found, the $20 million that they found that, you know, they that we had already proven was laundered through the shell companies. I mean, the, the Biden family and, and the IRS agents said this when they – the whistleblowers, when they testified – I mean, they owe millions of dollars to the IRS, and yet Joe Biden wants to go after all the tax cheats. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Sounds like an exercise in projection, if ever there yeah. was one. Uh, listen, man, uh, you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> keep, play- keep playing good ball out there. Don't you wind up on the bourbon trail because we need you to stay focused. 
I'm, I'm focused. It's, it's frustrating because the mainstream media mm-hmm. wants to turn a blind eye or, or quickly dismiss it. But yeah. I think the American people mm-hmm. have enough common sense to realize that this is corruption. And that's, that's why the, 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 you know, 68% of the American people I saw in a poll, an AP yeah. poll, which mm-hmm. is the worst, said that uh, they believe Joe Biden was involved with his family's corrupt business dealings. 68%, and that's considering ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, yeah. and CNN have never reported what we've found. <laughs> that, that is insane, and that's without them even reporting that. But they're starting to catch on because yesterday was Halloween, and they said the kids at the White House had to give 10% of their candy to the big guy. So they're upset. <laughs> that sounds good. Yep, there it is. Good stuff. Uh, we'd love talking to you, Representative Comer. Have a great day, my man. Thanks, Jimmy. Be well. There he goes, the great James Comer. Uh, looking into the Bidens hard. Come on, man. Do you get what Comer's telling you, man? So the Biden defense scheme for all of this money they sent out and got in and moved through multiple companies is that it was a loan from family member to family member. Ergo, none of this is reported as income. That's how they got around their taxes. Yet he likes to get on TV every night and you rich got to pay their fair share. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. But you understand the level of lie we've been told. This started just so you keep in score at home. Hey, is the laptop real? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. Your son's business dealings real? <laughs> no, it's not. But that was a lie. Did you ever talk to your son? No. That, that was a lie. Do you get it? And this has built its way from no, this whole thing is fake. So we're now looking at money transfers through a thousand different checking accounts that wind up in Biden's checking account. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? They were peddling influence and they were laundering money. And this guy is sitting on the proof right now. And you don't get a word out of the media. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are in the bottom of the ninth, but it's the top of the first that I'm looking forward to tonight out in Arizona on Fox Sports. The Texas Rangers. Our KTBB listeners will be going for their first World Series championship in franchise history. A big deal. And I hope to heck they do beat the Diamondbacks because we still owe them one from the 2001 World Series where they beat the Yankees in the aftermath of September 11th. So me and Lincoln will be on a couch somewhere. I'm going to be on Fox Business tonight in the 6 p.m. hour with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy on the bottom line. Uh, And after that, I am off to the couch. I'm off to Strong Island to hang out with the Link Man. Tomorrow night, you'll see me on Hannity. Uh, live audience episode of Hannity in the 9 p.m. hour, assuming World War III hasn't started. Uh, but I will tell you, man, uh, if you haven't been following uh, these major league playoffs, they've been, you know, pretty entertaining. Last night was a blowout. The Rangers just, you know, I think they're still scoring from that one. But I'd be really excited for them to get the win. I have a special bond with our East Texas listeners. I've traveled around the country. I've met a lot of you guys. Uh, but you've all met my family. Uh, and we will be at, back at Texas Music City in Tyler. On uh, Saturday, December the 9th, we will be there. Because we're going to the Cowboys-Eagles game the next day uh, in Jerry World. But, yes, if you want to be a part of this in action, if you want to see me live, you've got a lot of options coming up. Next Saturday night, November the 11th, Kennedy and I at the Stanley Theater in Utica. 
WIBX listeners, come hang out with me and Davey. Uh, the following week, I will be at the Patriot Awards. For those of you who asked, I will be opening the show before Pete comes out and takes over the live broadcast uh, at the Grand Old Opry down in Nashville. That is Thursday night, November the 16th. The following night, November 17th, November 18th, I will be at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. Then we come home for Thanksgiving. Then we head back out to Carson, Nevada. Saturday, December the 2nd, we're getting the band back together in Carson. You guys better be there. Uh, the following week, Texas Music City and Tyler. And the week after that, December the 16th, we were at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. That is the night before my birthday. So you better believe we are pulling the goalie and we are partying like it's 1999, mainly because that's what year the president happens to think that it is right now. I keep forgetting I'm president. Stop it. We're just taking cheap shots on the way out the door. The show is over. But to summarize... We're living in a world right now where our country is led by a bunch of substitute teachers who don't have control of the classroom. That's Biden. That's Kamala. They're being talked over. The students can sense it. All the bad kids are acting up. It's a mess out there. So just go out and find some fun until we do this again tomorrow. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.